Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Wouter Than Podcast. Tonight, our panel consists of Ferox, the invalid currently speaking. Eric, say hello. Hello. Chris. Hi. Taylor. Hello. And Pete. Hey, how's it going? My first time here. Good to, good to be on. Thank you very much, everyone. <laughs> and we're glad to have everyone here. Tonight, our three topics of discussion are as follows. Loading screens, memorable for any multitude of reasons, just explain them. Successors to games that you found memorable, but not the game franchise itself, just spiritual successors. And last but not least, movie genres you think need more love. And let's open up the floor on the first topic. Okay, so, screens. Okay, so I have to say one thing first. So before we talk about the ones we love, I have to say these are very part there's like very niche parts of the game that no one really thinks about. But like they're so like nice when they're really well d done. Um, I like I love the game Divinity uh, too, but they they only have one loading screen. It's kind of boring. But there's a game I really like. Uh, the Endless series has a bunch of really good loading screens. They've really done uh, really well done art, um, and it just makes it better to wait for the loading. Yeah, I mean, okay, all of my picks that I that I wrote down were all. Uh interactive those are the ones that stuck out to me the most oh and I, yeah see that's the thing i really like just entertaining loading screens too but i think that the best way to make it feel like you're not waiting forever is to give me the option to do something there's a um, um, yeah. one of the dragon ball z ones that you actually like spin around faster to get like to gather dragon balls or something like that i believe that was actually one of the ones i put on my list was uh budokai 2 had master roshi like spinning around on a turtle shell and you could just make them go wild. It was great. Um, but yeah, and I mean, like, even if you don't do anything with it, you're given the option, and that just makes it feel like you're not waiting as long. Yeah. To me. Um, was Bayonetta the game that let you practice fighting? Bayonetta one of the few games yeah. in the last few years that actually got you an interactive loading screen, at least in terms of the main gameplay format. Mm -hmm. I forget That's another one on my list. license to it, but there was basically a patent that prohibited other games from having interacting loading screens what? i am glad you brought that up my friend because that patent was namco and it expired so there is actually, really yup and i have to find out what the the logistics are and like when it's taking place or if it's already done but there is a game jam for making loading screens in celebration of the patent expiring no way that's awesome uh -huh. that's pretty cool yeah i have the uh the itch.io page so i'll uh i'll link it to you guys so we can maybe talk about some of the stuff from that at a later date yeah definitely uh pete what did you want to say oh no yeah yeah just because you mentioned about bayonetta having an interactive loading screen um so did wonderful 101 which was ironically also a platinum games game directed by hideki kamiya oh what, what was the loading screen for that i forget i only played a few times yeah it's kind of similar to bayonetta where you can practice your combos and you can also practice your unite morphs and for anyone who doesn't know in wonderful 101 you basically control a team of up to 100 superheroes and you can basically have them Unite to build weapon constructs. Like, there's Unite Fist for obviously for punching combos, a Unite Sword for sword, and Unite Gun for long range combat, whip, uh, hammer. It's, it's, it, it, damn it, that reminded me I haven't played that game in a while, and now I want to replay it. But yeah, yeah, like. Best reason to own a Wii U. Yeah. After Bayonetta, of course. <laughs> but, like, the only reason. The only two games I actually still have on it, along with Smash and some other, some other games that I never, never play. Chris, I hate to burst your bubble. You don't even need to own a Wii U for Bayonetta now. They're on Steam. That's oh, Bayonetta 2. You're oh, right. True. 
Oh, okay. And also, you miss out on the Nintendo costumes if you don't have it on the Wii U. Very true. Oh, um, I didn't know there were extra costumes. Yeah, yeah. it's like uh, there's a level where you're standing on a jet as you're driven to Mount Thimbleventer, and you can wear this fox skin in it, and it transforms you into a like Star Fox themed plane. What? And it changes the music too. That's awesome. That is actually really Tay, is cool. this a good time for me to remind you that we have a copy of Bayonetta 1 and 2 for the Wii U? Yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can confirm that, that that level is is basically very, very fire and lit. <laughs> um, it, it's, it's gorgeous. You guys actually you brought up half of my list already. I had I had four really good ones, and Bayonetta and uh, Budokai were on that. Uh, I only have that one left on top. my list. <laughs> what What is it? Uh, Blood Dragon, Far Cry. Oh, Never played what it. What's the loading screen for that one? I forget. Basically, it's Another taking the piss out of loading screens. It's like, loading screen, hint. Hints are displayed on the loading screen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Blood, Blood Dragon, Dragon was a fun a game. Fuck. I love it, Blood Dragon. It's that over the like... top in like almost a cringy way, but it's it's fun. It's so much fun. Pete, what's the name of that one dude who makes like the... He's like bad just to be bad. Which guy? Um, the guy who made Lollipop Chainsaw. Oh, uh, Suda Fifty One. Yeah, he oh, sounds. Oh, Suda's the man. He sounds like that's that like that Louis screen sounds like something he would have done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was like, guys, that'd be um, ironic. Can you tell? No, 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 no. He he would he would make it a ver like a brick wall that you can barely win outside of supreme luck, and then say it's to prove a point. <laughs> yeah. And um, then he would need to have some sort of slow mo sequence where you are climbing on top of a landscape that turns out to be your own girlfriend's giant corpse while she's possessed because you're trying to rescue her from the afterlife. Uh, Seems exactly. legit. I'm, it, I need that movie quote right now. What is it? You ever imagine just being with a giant woman? A <laughs> <laughs> um, my One of my other picks is, uh, it's funny because the two left are Namco. <laughs> uh, Wait, is one of yours Ridge Racer? It is not, but it is for the same reason, I believe. It is, it is Tekken, Tekken. Because it lets you oh. play Galaga. Um, Ridge Racer, the first one for PS1, was uh, Galaxian. Oh, but yeah, that, I, yeah. I, thought, I thought it was like a, one of the shooters, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, that I, I didn't realize, you know, because obviously I was a dumb kid. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I was like eight or whatever, and we picked up a copy of Tekken. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to fight things. Let's do this. And I plugged it in and, you know, booted up the PS1. And I'm like, oh, wait, Galaga, this is cool. <laughs> I didn't realize it was like to hide a loading screen. Right. Hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that game was the basis for Namco Bandai's original patent on the loading screen restrictions. I, I think, yeah, I I think so. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, again, on the Namco train, uh, Namco Museum, the first five for uh um ps1 they all had varying kinds of interactive loading screens it would be stuff like uh like one of them it was uh mappy the mouse would be like running around and if you rotate the uh d-pad or the the analog stick you would just start like flying across the screen real fast it was all stuff like that like pac-man running back and forth and then he would like bounce up and down um and again, you know, it's it's nothing special, but it made you feel like you weren't literally sitting there doing nothing. Well, it's like those little touches that make the game all that more memorable to you. That too, yeah. You're seeing these loading screens, well, not so much anymore, but you used to see these loading screens a lot more often. So yeah. if they were something that stuck out, you know, you'd be seeing them a lot. Hmm. Well, don't feel too bad for loading screens going extinct on some platforms. They are dominant on others. I mean, 
consoles? Um, Let me tell you, I bought um, I bought something called, I say it was called Night Terror, um, and it's a really cool like little runner game for the Nintendo Switch. This thing is styled like a Commodore game, and it's super basic in a good way. Like I can't say enough good things about the game. It has loading times. I'm like, <laughs> it's a downloaded <laughs> title. It's on my, you know, on my uh, system storage. It, it's not booting from any sort of removable media. And the whole thing is, like, it, its aesthetic is, like, 30 years old. It's Why it's, is it loading? It's trying to be as authentically old school as possible. It's to, oh, God. It's to, it's to, be, it's to give you the, the, the extreme experience of being back in the day of the Commodore. Yeah. So it's a pride and nostalgia. Um. I know I'm picking from like the obvious, uh, obvious uh, subjects here, but if you want to do have like a, if you want to pick a game that had like the worst loading screens and the worst like offender when it comes to loading, we can talk about Sonic 06, where oh, like no walking like five feet is like uh, just grounds to to have to, a to load to have a 30 second loading screen because it's yeah. it's no use. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. It's just, it's terrible. It's, I, I, we can't, I, we shouldn't even go there. It's too easy. I, I, no, I agree. Baby. I agree. I agree because, because no other game is nearly as good as Sonic 06. And I am very, very, completely super serious, serious right now. Some like, cereal here, guys. Trying to take out of, uh, out from under a modern classic. I mean, Horizon Zero Dawn. I mean, I love a lot of things about that game, but if you're starting up on an original PS4, then you may as well just hit start, go make a sandwich, then come back. Because... Oh, it's that bad. Minutes. Like mm, it's only on initial startup that it's that bad, but it's that bad. Hey Pete, I don't remember, but um, how was the loading screens for Okami? Okami, um, were they like basic or were they? They, they, they were cool because because like, uh, like um, like for most for most of the load screens, it would have like Amaterasu's paw prints uh, go across the screen, but but every now and then you could mash the X button and you can have have their paw prints. Like like cover the entire screen and you and you yeah you, I remember that yeah yeah you could and you could end up digging up like demon fangs and be in the, in yeah. the, which are useful for like like getting some cool items that could break the game okay okay <laughs> I think that. this is coming out of left field but isn't it weird that the load screens that are most memorable or at least that seem most unique are also the ones that take the least time like how often yeah. do we get stuck just staring at a rotating object from the game with a useless hint on the screen or a small tidbit of lore. And you're just waiting for everything to stop. <laughs> yeah. Like, I actually just Bethesda thought... here. Any of the recent games. Yeah. I, I thought of another game. It's not exactly a loading screen, but it was something that, like, stuck out to me as being really memorable uh, from, like, being a young child in arcades. Um, Daytona USA, like, the very first one, um, mm. when it was, like... Uh, I think it was when it was waiting for more entrance, like if there were multiple machines hooked up. Um, little, like, almost kind of like um, micro-machines, like sized cars of, like, the race cars that were in the game would, like, bounce around the screen, kind of like... Like the um, the DVD player, like, symbol, you know how, like, it bounces oh, around the screen? Yeah. yeah. I never knew that about the the original Daytona Yeah, games. yeah. It's really That's cute. awesome. Um... Yeah, no, like, I the, when uh, Chris, when you said like, oh, you know, the worst ones are always like, the the ones that take the longest and stuff, dude. I remember. Did you guys? Any of you guys ever play the uh, 
the the PS2 sequel to Crash, like the first one that came out after three, it was uh, Wrath of Cortex, right? I, I I played it a little bit on the GameCube a long time ago, but I don't remember too too much about it. Which one is that? Okay, like like it's classic. Like it looks like it's a classic style of Crash. Like it like like on the PS2 era, Crash had that whole new like sort of uh, rugged looking edge, like I um rugged looking. Like Polygon, it was the first one that was not super like polygonal, and it was a little smoother. Yeah. Um, okay. It had—I'm not kidding—multiple minutes loading a level, and, and that's on PS2. Remember? Uh, yeah. Guess what the loading screen is? Loading. Just dot dot dot. Nope. It's just crash falling down a hole. <laughs> oh yeah. That's literally—you just watch this motherfucker fall down a hole for like. Five minutes. I've been falling for 13 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw a little, uh, Odin, I mean, Thor in there. <laughs> but, uh, and it was one of the most satisfying things in the world when I did the hard drive mod for my PS2. Uh, I have, like, my original copy of the game and everything, but, you know, I tried booting it from the disc, and, you know, I timed it, and I think it was I, literally something like three minutes to load the level or something like that. Then I booted the ISO from the hard drive. It took, like, ten seconds. <laughs> it was amazing. I never thought I would be like, wow, the, the <laughs> Wrath of Cortex is already done loading? Like, <laughs> no, that's that doesn't happen. I'm guessing that that's that's that was Sony's ways uh, ways of saying that hmm, maybe maybe booting booting a game from a download file is not so bad compared to booting it from a disc. Nah. Well, cons considering the hard drive mod was me sticking like a computer hard drive into my PS2 through the modem attacher, I don't think it's really official. <laughs> uh, it could be, yeah, we could make it legit. <laughs> I, I don't care. It's my fan theory, and I'm sticking to it. Oh, fair enough. I can't argue and that kind of dedication. Yeah, right. Thing. <laughs> do you uh, do we want to move watching. on to movie talk? <laughs> um, wait, what's our other topic today? Well, uh, uh, the other topics we had spiritual successors. Were... Mm -hmm. Wait, what? Uh, 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 were you talking about like spiritual successors and stuff? Oh, successors yeah. Successors to family. Oh wait, so yeah, let's do, let's do movies next, and we'll move on to spiritual successors. Yeah. All right. So yay, movies. Use my, my specialty now. So so anyway, so um, Eric and I were talking about like sp like certain movie genres that we like to see see more more um, coming out lately. Like like in my opinion, in my opinion, I would like to see a lot a lot more mystery thriller types because the other the other day, um, well first of all, who here has seen Blade Runner twenty forty nine? I yet. haven't seen it yet. All right, all right, all right. So basically, the director of the new Blade Runner, Denis Villeneuve, I've been following his stuff, and he's basically becoming one of my favorite directors ever now. And he directed a movie in 2013 called Prisoners, and and without giving too much away, is a pretty crazy thriller, and and it's basically a mystery of finding two lo two lost young girls, and it gets pretty nuts. And it got me thinking that I would really like seeing a lot more, a lot more mystery thrillers coming out. I oh. really want to see. Um... A lot more cheesy, like Chinese kung fu movies, like the ones where like you see like string carry people. <laughs> I'm down with that, man. I'm very down with that. It's like Crouching Tiger. Yeah, not opposed. Yeah, Crouching Tiger, Pete. Yeah, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. We need some of that uh, cheese up in here. Like um, that, that would make me honestly, happy. Honestly, I I feel like mystery movies like aren't really a thing like yeah. anymore. You know, I love the idea of 
any mystery media like i love being like oh man what happened and like where like what are the clues and who are they talking to now and i think like even though it's the kind of movie that might lose its luster more than other movies after the first watch because the mystery is no longer a mystery i don't think it's much different than any other kind of spoiler um and you know it's still i think it would still be fun to watch again but i would love more mystery movies i think that would be incredible actually the one we've come out with recently was probably murder on the orient express yeah that's actually what i wanted i, wanted to I heard see about that, that. Yeah. yeah i saw it and um and my review of it is i wasn't angry that i saw it but i probably would never watch it again like if i was not on the plane i would watch it yeah yeah from what i've heard murder on the orient express sounds more like a and and at like a um, matinee kind of movie you watch at half price earlier earlier on in the day, oh. right? But like it's disappointing because like, it looked really cool. Like I yeah. like it was not bad. I don't know. I'm not really sure why people were so angry with it, but eh, as long as I was happy with it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But um, no, but, um yeah, I, I I just I feel like there, there's really not a lot of that uh, like that mystery archetype. Definitely not. Um, they're like, did you guys ever, guys ever watch the anime, um, Detective Conan? Case closed. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, case closed. That I was one of my favorites. I fucking love that show. Apparently. And that's what I mean. Like there's, you know, the characters and stuff are, you know, they're, they're really important and the interactions are, you know, really heartfelt at, at a lot of times. But, you know, at the same time, there's still this, this case being solved, uh, in every like it's kind of like their monster of the week is you know what case is the gang solving so i thought it was really cool that they mixed all of that stuff together to make you know a compelling you know i guess you could call it a drama mystery drama it's like almost like yeah it's like a mystery genre kind of like sci-fi-ish because he kind of was yeah because he's a kid yeah. yeah but uh but yeah, like it, it, it proves that like, you know, you can go back and watch it and even if you know how the mystery is solved, you still get like the charm of the show and the drama and everything. And, and it was also fun. Going, that's something with I can't come up with any examples off the top of my head. You guys are bigger mystery fans than I am, so maybe you do. The, the really good ones have a lot of details hidden in there so you can look for them before you yes. get to the conclusion and the yeah. reveal. Yeah, like yeah, like the uh, Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock movies are I only remember the first one clearly. But if you mm. went back to the like previous scenes, you do get mentions for all of those hints that were dropped right in the like final sequence. Right. Um, I actually I didn't see those either. Uh, big disclaimer for me for the rest of like this series <laughs> is I love movies, but I'm horrible at watching them. So um, you're gonna hear a lot of yeah, that looked cool. I never saw it. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I heard the, the the Sherlock Holmes movies were actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw just like that's something you first go on. No, 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 I wasn't really gonna say much. I was just going to say that I did see the first first uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock movie back in 2010 ish when it first came out, and I thought it was that was pretty solid. Yeah, um, I agree with that, but at the same time, I kind of want there to be a different detective. Like Sherlock is like the most well. Oh no, I totally agree. Yeah, like can we just get like, like. Don't get me wrong. I like Sherlock Holmes. He's a classic. But at the same time, can we get like a new detective that's really good? Well, I okay. Better so I've seen my share three times a year. Come on. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've seen my share of uh, Bond films. I've seen like I haven't seen all of them, but I've seen a few. And I really like James Bond. 
Um, Have you I'm seen Kingsman? I'm actually getting to that. Okay. Um, Go for no, it. I'm, I'm really glad you're on. No, no, you're on the same track as me, so I, I dig it. Um, I I really enjoy James Bond, but of course, you know, like you said, you know, you want more than just the the, the big kid that you know stomping all over the playground. This is my you know this is my swamp. Uh, <laughs> but it's uh, gonna um, be all Oga soon. <laughs> yeah. Why did Mike Myers play James Bond? Well, you see. <laughs> That's the remake they're not telling you about. It's in the works. Oh, yeah, that was Shrek 4. My bad. <laughs> exactly. No, no, the, the, the 4D experience they're doing at Universal now, it, it's it's just, just, trust me, go see it. It'll it, It's Bond. It's just <laughs> yes. Um, Swamp it, Sludge, shaken, not stirred. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I saw I saw the Kingsman movies, and I was like, holy shit, this is really cool. And it, it scratches that same kind of itch. That the Bond movies do, you know, the over-the-top action, the, the snarky dialogue, except it's a little less focused on one person and more, you know, them as a, a spy group and, and organization. It doesn't really take itself that seriously either. Like it yeah. does, no, but no, it does not. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Like I... it does it just enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I've, yeah. I've heard that. Heard that the first Kingsman was re really, really good. It's been on my watch list for quite some time. I say as I add it, as I add another thirty movies to my watch list every single day. Uh, but, uh, but I heard that the, that the <laughs> I heard. Yeah, that, that's my problem with movies is that I watch one I really, really, really like, and I have another twenty downloaded. I have to get to. Then I find. Dude, that's just one. media in general. Like, don't even feel bad. <laughs> I, I mean, that's everything. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, yeah. But but as I was saying, I but I did hear that, that the second Kingsman was wasn't at wasn't nearly as good. I heard it was just okay. At I, I loved I it. I saw the second one first, and then I went home and watched the the first one soon after. I haven't finished uh, the first one yet because I was watching with a friend and you know he had to leave and stuff. So, um, but I saw like about three quarters of it, and I gotta say they're both good in their own regard. Yeah. I I did like two a little better for certain reasons. Uh, I liked the aesthetic of the the villain a little better, and I liked the um, the action scenes, some of them in their own unique way, a little more. But I mean, they're both quality films, and I, I think it's really cool. When we uh, we were leaving the theater, I I looked at Taylor and our friend Andrew, and I was like, "This is really nice. Like James Bond isn't the only you know spy series." <laughs> I honestly loved both of them. I thought they were both they, great they're movies. great movies. I, I think anyway. You, if you know, you don't take them too seriously. Also, uh, <coughs> spoilers. Um, who was was the name of the what? Uh, oh my god, who was a uh, singer? Um, oh, Elton. El John was amazing in the movie. He was. Oh, that was, was incredible. incredible. Dude, I we was, won't spoil anything past that. But Elton John is in the second Kingsman, and, and his a, role is not expected. We will say he's a complete savage. <laughs> 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 That's all I'll say. Dude, he was he was so great in that movie. He he's great in general, and that just kind of like proves it. Yeah, but but the question is, does he kill two guys with a pencil? Uh he probably could. Don't worry about it. <laughs> with a fucking pencil. <laughs> I don't know what what other genres are you guys fond of that you don't feel get represented. What, okay, either not enough, or I'll also consider if you think that there are movies in the genre, but they're usually terrible. Um, um, well, horror would be easy one. We need more. I was about to say, horror. true R-rated horror movies. Yep. Because like pretty much everything in theaters either sucks or is just gets rated PG thirteen and like it's not even worth it. 
Um, I think the last good horror movie I saw was actually Annabelle. Yeah, yeah Annabelle Creation. That was oh, I, surprisingly good. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty okay. I, I don't like think everybody's I, obsessed I with ghosts that. now. Like, that's the thing. I, I yeah. went to see, um, uh, do you guys remember that movie, You're Next? No. Sounds familiar, but I can't say I've seen it. Uh, unless I'm fucking up the title, which I really hope I'm not. Uh, it's Tag the, it's the, the, <laughs> the movie about, uh, like, the family dinner party and then, like, a group of people in masks, animal masks, come in and, like, kill oh, the entire yeah. family. Or something. Sounds like The Purge. It sounds, it sounds Bioshocky. It, it, it's very, um, it's very or Hotline Miami, if anything. Six. Hold Would on, you kindly yeah. tell me more so I can look up the title? Uh, I'm pretty sure you have the title right. I'm looking it up now. Hold on. Uh, your next movie. Yep, it was your next. Um, so yeah, and it was absolutely a horror movie. It was not a thriller. Like, I mean, maybe some people. Yeah, okay, it's classified as thriller slash horror, and I can see that. But like, it is a slasher flick. But it's a really sadistic one because they didn't say like, oh, he's this immortal guy who, you know, like, like I fucking love Friday the 13th. Jason's one of my favorite movie villains of all time. But, you know, you can't kill him and, ooh, he's back. And I know you stabbed him, but <laughs> the fucking lightning got him and now he's back. I don't know. The god like, of lightning. <laughs> yeah. This is just like really evil people doing awful things to a family. Like, that's fucking horror that I don't see very often yeah like um the genre i'm not a big fan of is gore porn yeah yeah like eric and i talk about i think it has its spot um but i i don't blame people for not liking it you know i'm no sicko that's like oh you don't like gore what the fuck is wrong (laughs) yeah like like, that kind of reminds me like not long ago when i was trying to look up some of the most graphic and um horrific explicitly explicit movies of all time and i did find Mm -hmm. some some like like i do feel like feel like there's a time and place for gore porn and something like of that. Of course. Like, like, like there's some movies that kind of sound like they're gore porn if you describe them. Like, uh, has anyone here heard of uh, uh, Ichi the Killer, which was ba- uh, based off a of manga? Uh, yes. I'm very familiar that it exists, uh, <laughs> and it's on my long, 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 long list. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, like I, I've I've heard that the heard that's supposed to be based off a very graphic manga, but some of these scenes in the movie look look almost cartoony with how how graphic they are but at the same time it kind of right. looks, looks fun though like it looks like it would be a fun watch just not not something you're supposed to be thinking too deeply about but uh well, like, and that, yeah. that's kind of how i felt about some of the scenes in your next like they're really fucking gory but it's also like it's horrific you know it's not just oh look blood like, well and one of the reasons why like one of the biggest problems i have with like all these you know these horror movies they're just like pumping out like crazies that like the gore and like the blood and everything becomes so like it, there's so much of it that it becomes like not even scary anymore mm, yeah there's definitely something to be said i i don't know if there's a, a name for that like concept but i feel like there might be just of like you know too much of you know a concept in a in a media property just it makes it kind of worthless who can we think of that of the story and what overexposure can... oversaturation yeah, yeah oversaturation thank you i knew it's i was missing like, something even with um like they're still trying to continue the saw series and it's like Jigsaw not only have we like seen it all like a hundred times already like, eight or nine or something it's been done yeah and I... like everything in it like all the traps and everything like it's not remotely scary at all anymore actually what i wanted right. to ask was um is saw the movie we have to thank for making that mainstream 
kind of, I, I would say so. so. Saw definitely was like the first really mainstream one, and then and then I think Hostel was a thing for like two mm. minutes. Hostel's yeah, is why I, we gotta I, go get rooms in Europe. <laughs> I liked the Hostel movies. I thought they were really like. I, mean, I never again, saw them. They, they are gore porn. That is their place, and if you don't like just gore for the sake of weird torture gore, like you're not. Yeah, what's wrong like with you? <laughs> what, what, what the fuck is wrong with you, etc. Uh, but, uh, but, but you but, know, it, sorry, it was absolutely gore. No, 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 it's okay. It was just absolutely gore porn, and that's really like it. But it was it was fun gore porn. But yeah, but now if you if you if you want to see a movie that I consider to be okay technically it was part of a um movement in french cinema called um new wave of new wave of french extremity um uh, I, new I wave of the... british heavy metal <laughs> <laughs> yes not, not to be confused with its cousin <laughs> but uh <laughs> but uh but but like in the late 2000s like around 2008 2009 france was pumping out a lot of intense horror movies that had a had a higher emphasis on graphic violence but, but a lot of them still had an interesting concept interesting stories this one movie i saw called martyrs which which is very fucking graphic and very emphasized has a huge emphasis on torture but the story is it's been a while since i saw it, but the story really kept me watching till the very end and the end was a big mind fuck and like i was not expecting it at all it was like the it was like see that's yeah. awesome yeah 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 it's like it's a type of twist ending that i would have expected in a psychological thriller and at the same time i, I could not see it coming at all and i was like holy moses see one movie that came out of nowhere with all the gore was a uh, mother Oh yeah, that one. That came out of left field. I heard about that um, being like really, really bizarre. It was the bizarre. trailer definitely intrigued me, but I yeah. never got around to seeing it. Just like everything else. Yep. How do you put it, Eric? The whole thing is like an allegory. Yeah, the whole thing is like a religious allegory. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, like I, like um, around, when it came out, there was a whole lot of controversy. Like, like people were calling it like a very hardcore anti-Christian movie, but it, but it's. It's a bit more nuanced than, than that, and in, in case of anyone here who hasn't seen it, I don't really, I, I, it's, it's something you can't spoil anything, so, yeah. so, yeah. so it's put out there. But I will say, but the whole movie is an allegory, and, and 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 I personally really liked it. Yeah, I think it's a really good movie, but you, it's not, okay, 100% not for everyone. Like, you're either going to like it or not like it. That's the best way to put it. Okay. Um, you, you know, I felt uh, Antichrist was like that. Antichrist. Isn't that, isn't that the one with uh, Willem Dafoe and directed by Lars von Trier? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That. That's. I've been needing. Excuse me. I've been needing to see that one forever because. Because um. I Drop me a pretty... line if you watch it. I want to know what you think of it. All right. All right. All right. Sure. Sure. I. Sure. Even. Sure. I'll, I'll put that to my watch list along with these other 700 movies I have to see this week. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, you know, of course, but yeah. this guy still needs to see Archer. Yes, yeah, like, <laughs> like any. Oh God. Like any good backlog, though, I'm sure it shifts around. So. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. Like I, like it depends. Just depends on what I'm in the mood for, and but I will definitely put put that in mind because I feel that's a very artsy sort of out there kind of movie, which I'm into. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, I, I want to ask you actually. So since you were on the topic of um, like like weird French movies with a lot of like uh violence, violence but also depth. Uh, would you consider? And I, I didn't see the movie, so if this is way off, I'm sorry. Um my friend told me a while ago about this movie about like a girl who's pregnant and her baby is like like um i don't think it's the devil but it's evil <laughs> or something um wait did you say this was an older movie no it's a french movie french movie um it sounds oh. it sounds familiar it's not brand new but 
Um, it's, it sounds familiar. Like, like if I looked it up, I probably could could stumble upon it, but but I, I can't think of any titles off the top of my head right now. No, that's fine. I was just wondering if it stood out in your mind, like if you saw it or something. Um, I heard that was a really weird movie because again, you know, like she's pregnant. It has to do with her baby, and like there's there's gore related to that and stuff like that. And, you know, it's a little weird and out there because it's a baby. We're not talking just like um... adults here. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, 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 sounds like something I would have stumbled across when I was looking for those sort of, sort of movies. But okay, right. exactly. Yeah, I really want. I now I really want to want to try to find find out what movie that was, like, because that because now I'm interested. I'm just. This is just a guess based on the title. Is it Rosemary's Baby? No. Okay. Yeah. Like, no, I, it, I it, it was. It was a French French film. Like. Okay. Like you have to watch it with subtitles and stuff. Oh, uh, so classy, French. you say. <laughs> exactly. Sophisticated. Because mm, <laughs> baguettes. Gotcha. It's called Wasn't Baguettes. The director who made Rubber? <laughs> um, oh, is he? Rubber. Anton yeah. Dubier or something? Uh, wait, what? There was a movie called Rubber. It's about a possessed tire, and it's a monster movie. I oh, love that movie. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. It's called Rubber, and it's about a possessed monster tire? I'm sorry, possessed tire. No, it's a, it's a car tire, tire that goes around killing everyone. Like... <laughs> That I've, sounds I've like I've never seen it myself, but it's I hear fantastic. it's wonderful. I, I can tell just from just from the, that description that it's the type of movie that I would love. Yes. Oh my god. You know, I I don't know necessarily what I would uh, say about this concept being underrepresented, but uh, <laughs> I saw a, I, I saw a movie called um, Wild Hunt. Have, have any of you seen it? Nope. S sounds familiar. It. I think it was an indie film. Um. It, it was made in Canada, but it had the weirdest but greatest premise where it's it starts out as uh, a bunch of people larping um in like a forest and stuff but they're like really serious they have like fortresses and obviously the costumes and weapons and stuff but it starts to go too far and i won't spoil anything obviously but i like the idea that they took what seems like a normally pretty mundane like you know people role-playing and stuff okay haha ha, but they turned it into like a really dark and edgy thriller uh, i that sounds kind of familiar though insert cabin in the woods here <laughs> yeah <laughs> have you guys yeah, seen cabin fever cabin fever is incredible in that it's fucking. It, it freaks me out <laughs> oh my god dude there's just the idea of like like a parrot like a virus in the water that makes you like your skin fall off freaks me out so much yeah I bought that at a GameStop for five dollars like, <laughs> years ago, and I don't regret my purchase. Worth. No, 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 no. no, no I, no, to be honest though, I don't think it's, it's, it's. There's any point to talk about horror thrillers in the past recent years when the masterpiece of the Mall Amusement has already been released. So. Yes, Mall <laughs> Amusement. Oh, Have God. you seen that? No. No, what is it? Pretty much a really like. It's supposed to be an anthology of three stories that are actually connected by them being the same bad guy, but it is like, really not put together. Well. I love that idea. <laughs> it, it, yeah, good idea. Just the ex it's just very very bad execution. It's like trying to guillotine someone by chopping their legs off it's like, instead of their head. It's like okay, oh. we'll just say like it was put like on the shelves like within the studio for I think like three years or four yeah, years like, before you know, they actually released year, it. At least over a year before before they released it direct to video because they knew, they, re they realized it wouldn't have any sort of chance in the box office. Of course. So the struggles are real. Um, uh, another genre that I actually have a really uh, big love for if it's done right is uh, multiple uh, uh, viewpoint movies. Oh, like, love that of, idea. Yeah. I love it. Like finding out what's happening behind the scenes and stuff. 
I know Tarantino is a big example of that. Yeah. Um, you know, with uh, a lot of his movies being alternate, like it, having scenes where you see what one character is doing while another character was doing something else and gives you totally new context for a scene and stuff. But I love that idea um, so oh, yeah. much. That, that, also, that reminds me of a movie called Rashomon by, directed by Akira Kurosawa. It's, it was like a uh, 50s movie that takes place in a samurai era and, and, it's, and the crime takes place and that's exactly what happens. It has like like the robber's perspective, the the uh, housekeeper's um, perspective, uh, witness perspective, but basically everyone else until until like the, until, like, the very end. Like, I haven't seen oh, it that's yet. awesome! Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but I. What's it called? It's called Rashomon. It's it's the same guy who directed Yojimbo, Sanjiro, Seven oh, okay. Samurai, and Throne of Blood. Oh, okay. Um, so it's not a movie, but have you heard of the anime called Boogie Pop Phantom? Bo Boogie Pop Phantom? Yeah. So I don't think so. It's like a niche anime that came out a long time ago. Um, like a long time You've ago. I've never I mean, heard like, of it. Like, you <laughs> nerds. <laughs> um. So, <laughs> it came out like 10 years ago, I believe, or something like that. It was a while ago. And um, it pretty much goes with the idea where it shows, uh, like, it has one, the first episode shows, like, one character, and just havoc's going on, like, crazy shit's going on to the left or right, all that stuff. See people running mm -hmm. around just going insane. And with every episode, it goes for the same, like, event, but through a different person's perspective. And they run into like the first characters, so you're like, "Oh, that's why that character was freaking out that way," or "Oh, wow. that's awesome." Yeah, I feel like a lot of animes actually do that concept, and I, I really like that because I, I think it's criminally underrated. Yeah, I feel like it's really hard to pull off though if you're into it. Oh no, no, absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm sure that's why people don't do it very often. Don't get me wrong, but um, you know, um, I, I like it a lot. Chris, we should like someday. Um, if we're ever gonna do another like movie episode, you should invite Brandon over. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, your boy's gonna have some input. Man um, but yeah, no, I mean for for how much I you know don't watch movies, I promise I I fucking love movies. <laughs> I just need to watch them more. <laughs> Who's time for that, right? Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm over here playing video games. I don't got time for movies. And I'm just sitting here, just not sleeping, binge watching shows on Netflix. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, do you guys have any more movie input? Um, Transformers Two: Re Re Revenge of the Fallen is is the best movie of all time, and <laughs> and I'm only... all right, changing subjects. Woo! Yeah, yeah, we're and done the, with that and one. The, and the only way it could be better it was directed by Zack Snyder. No, 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 no! Stop, 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 stop. Zack Snyder. <laughs> Oh, too far, oh, too, or not far too, enough. Too far. Not we're far enough. We're, we're, we're done for. We're shut down. If, the, if we were sponsored, we'd be done. <laughs> well, good they were um, not sponsored. <laughs> but by the way, if you want to sponsor us, you know. <laughs> uh, we're, uh, the lines are open. Guys. The lines are open. We've been sitting here the whole time. Just louder than telethon. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't have my phone uh, plugged in, but you know, it's a thought that counts. Oh, oh, good. <laughs> um. So spiritual successors to video game franchises. I love this topic because I love the idea that, hey, you're doing more of a game I like, but not necessarily forcing a sequel. Um, so I'm not sure if you count this as a spiritual successor. Uh, Okami Den. Oh, I, I, um, I, I, think, I think Okami Den is an, is an outright sequel or spinoff. Yeah. yeah. From I, what I know about Okami Den, I haven't, 
uh, played the series, but I would call that more of a sequel. Okay. Um, I do love that game. Very much so, though. It's one of my favorites oh, as well. But, okay, so now we got that settled. Uh, my <laughs> favorite spiritual successor. Oh, this is a hard one. Uh, oh, dude, I got a list of two, four, six. I have eight to talk about. So we're, no, you start we're off, good, though. baby. <laughs> okay. Um, well, okay. I want to start because I don't have any uh, personal connection to this one, but I found it to be a very odd one. Have you guys ever heard of a strategy game like from, uh, I think it was like the mid-90s, not the early 90s, called Herzog? No. Sounds familiar. It sounds like an like uh, old, like, cheesy movie, though. <laughs> uh, I know, right? Uh, well, the the one you would be most likely as the average young adult, or, or no, I'm sorry, young child, <laughs> um, the opposite, in, like, the 90s to hear about would have been Herzog's Vi, because it came out on the Genesis. Uh, and apparently, you know, it's, it's a real-time strategy game, or I think it's real time, but it's some kind of very complicated strategy game is the point. Um, guess what game borrows a lot of mechanics from it? What? Guilty Gear 2 Overture. Oh, really? Yeah, it's Damn. apparently got RTS and, like, MOBA, like, tendencies to it. I think it came out for, like, oh, that was either one of the Xbox PS2 ones or 360. Um, but, yeah, apparently it owes most of its design to the Herzog strategy games. And as we all know, Guilty Gear is a 2D fighter, so... Wait, are you talking about the Guilty Gear game that was, like, a overworld game? I think so, yes. Okay. I never played it personally, so I, I can't really I, comment. I think I played it. I play it. all the fighters. It was awkward, I think, if I, I remember correctly. I definitely want to play it. Um, I I like that they go there in Guilty Gear. They do weird spinoffs. Uh... There's a beat-em-up that is supposedly actually pretty playable, and I love beat-em-ups. I'm obviously playing one right now. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, apparently it's technically like a spiritual successor to Herzog, which is, like, incredibly weird for a 2D fighting franchise. Because at least, like, you know, a beat-em-up, like, it makes sense. Because it's still, you're, you're like, it's like a fighting game, but you're, you know, beating up enemies instead of fighting a one-on-one -on -one opponent or something. Um, well... Hmm. I totally forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I had, I had that, something to say. That's me and every single moment We're harnessing of my it. existence. Yeah, I was harnessing it, but like halfway through the end of your uh, end of your part, I was like, hmm, I got distracted. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eric, my, my time to talk. Let's do this. Oh, I uh, forget. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> you keep going then. <laughs> Last line of the episode. Don't fuck it up. Oh, uh, no. Um, R.I.P. But, um... Yeah, I, uh, as far as starting out with one that I actually, you know, know and play, um, weirdly enough, the game I am playing, and I did not plan this, I swear to God, uh, is a spiritual successor. I'm playing Code of Princess. It's a beat-em-up that came out for the DS and then weirdly got ported to the PC. <laughs> um, but it's a good port. I mean, it's incredibly playable. Uh, and you can actually, um, you can change the screen mode. I wonder if you can do it in-game. Yeah, you can have the two screens. If anybody's uh, on my stream, you can see it. Hmm. You can have the, the DS double screen layout um, on screen with like extra stats and stuff. But uh, it's actually a spiritual sequel to the Sega Saturn game, uh, Guardian Heroes, which was a beat-em-up that was really, really well-received because it had RPG elements. So like you would level up your characters, 
get them new uh, like uh, armor and weapon builds and stuff. You can unlock a bunch of new characters to play as. So it took something that was generally very arcadey, you know, the beat em up, and it made it worth investing time into. Uh, and it was really like hundreds of dollars rare for the Saturn. Still is, I believe, but it, it got a 360 digital release. Does the Saturn have like a bunch of like $600 games? Dude, it has Dragon Force. It has, and yes, the band is supposedly <laughs> named after the game. Like, really? On purpose. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, it's it's a strategy game that's supposed to be really fucking good too. Uh, Dragon Force. Uh, there's a couple Shining Force games I think on it that command really high prices. Uh, Guardian Heroes. Uh, the Dragoon games. Um, shit, I think there's a few more, but like just those four alone, it's thousands of dollars in games. <laughs> like, I can dig that. Mm -hmm. Do do any of you guys have input, or am I am I gonna like? <laughs> do I do I rule this topic? This I, is my I, domain. I, I got one. Uh, a really bad spiritual successor that was recent. Uh, Mighty Number no. Nine. Oh, that one. Oh <laughs> God, no! <laughs> <laughs> I contributed a high amount of money to that game in good faith because I'm a Mega Man fan. How's it feel for the game to be about as long as the end credits were? <laughs> Can I be brutally honest with you? I kickstarted it and I haven't played it yet. I'm so scared. I've actually put it like every time I'm like, Chris, today's the day. I'm like, no, no, I'm scared. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. You man. can't make me, Stop. mom. Yeah, yeah. You paid for it. You're going to play it. Yeah, you're like hell I am. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm actually like, and you know what? I'm not even like, I'm not bitter to the point where it's like, there's no way I'll enjoy it. Maybe I'll have fun with it and it just won't be the game we wanted it to be but I'll find enjoyment. I'm not a picky, you know, asshole person who's like, I, I hate having fun. Whatever thing I suck. Like, That's me right there. I, ideally, I really want to fucking have fun with this game, but I'm so scared. So I just, I will play it, but it is just so low on my list. And then, ironically enough, they made um, uh, Gunvolt, and it's like supposedly the spinoff series to Mighty Number no. 9. And it's like incredible from yeah. all accounts. Really? Everyone says the Gunvolt series is so good. Hmm. Yeah, man. Like honestly, check check it out. Um, there's a there's like two or three games I think. Uh, they're PC and DS mainly, if I recall. Um, I have them on PC again. Like, got them all in bundles and shit. Never played them because I, I, Gunvolt is just on my backlog. I, I'm not scared of that one. But man, Mighty Number be. Nine. Um, I, I know it's a meme, but, like, man, I'm one of the people who got suckered. I believed. R.I.P. That's why you get you, turkey. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All, rest in peace. Yeah, right? Your, rest in peace, your your wallet. At least, my, uh, my hopes and dreams for Mega Man. At least you didn't get, like, as she has guys who uh, funded, uh, was it, Cheetah Men. Oh, my. Oh, my. You know Cheetah Men, though. Oh, my oh, That's God. my jam. I bumped the trap remix to that on a fucking like <laughs> regular basis that I'm not really comfortable with. <laughs> oh, dude, do you remember but that, that the whole thing that went down with that? Oh god, not really, actually. And I usually hear about weird Cheetahman related goings. Okay, on. all right. So like, like sometime around 2012 ish or so, the Angry Video Game Nerd was apparently parted up with the creator of Action 52 and Cheetah Men to re-release the game, and... What? what? Excuse me? Yeah. Again, how did I not hear... They're supposed to mail me a memo when shit like this happens. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get a think. memo. 
Like, like, I'm, honestly, I'm honestly surprised you haven't heard of it because it was kind of a huge deal at the time because because like like so the, so the, the creator did a fundraiser and there was this whole controversy because because uh, the AVGA was basically a mil already a multimillionaire at this point through his through his videos and was and he really that rich? Yeah, yeah, he was a multimillionaire at that point. Wow. And then and then people were wondering why he didn't just do it if he because because we were all skeptical about it and and when the game came out, guess what? It was even worse than the Action 52 version of, che of Cheetah Men. Did you oh. want it to be good? Like, who <laughs> I mean, okay, I don't know James Rolfe personally, but from all accounts that I've ever heard, he's a stand-up dude. And, like, I don't imagine he was trying to like, use Cheetah Men, of all things, to make more millions of dollars. I feel like, um... He kind of like doubled down on it though. He's like, "Yeah, you guys, um, it's gonna be great. Don't worry, give yeah. us more money for it." But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, if yeah. I remember correctly. This is a while ago. Yeah, this was a while. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. What happened was was that like he, he was insistent on it being good, and like a lot of people who were speaking out against it were were basically silenced for it. And when the when, and when it came out, and people uh, found it, realized it was a huge piece of shit. Then he started deleting all of his videos about it and tried to act like nothing happened. He f apparently that's they, weird. Like, that is weird. They added more lie. bugs into it than <laughs> there were in the original version. Which like it's how's that even possible? Sure. <laughs> it's a god. How many times do I have to tell you, motherfuckers? It's not a bug. <laughs> it's a feature. Is no, it... that is kind of shady though. Like, I mean, you know, not, nothing against James. I'm just calling it as I see it. Uh -huh. Um, I have to. I'm sorry. I have to ditch for like five minutes. I will be right back. Okay. Our game right. banned here. You're you're gonna miss the, <laughs> just the next game topic. That's okay. okay. Also, um, apologies if I've been a bit of a ruckus here. I'm trying to mute myself so I'm not sneezing and coughing into the mic. Oh, no, um, no, that's fine. That's good. Um, we actually want full HD quality if you're sneezing and coughing. We, 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 we want to be able to release an ASMR collection of everyone's sound effects, including that. I want to feel like I'm catching yeah. the germs, Yeah, I, I, I want to actually get sick from your coughs. No actual viruses. Oh, well, never mind then. Oh, that's lame. Yeah, here. mute that shit. Yeah, ew. <laughs> um... Okay, so let's see. Oh, man, so many good fucking games on my list. I'm so excited about it. All right, keep going. Keep uh, going. You way more than I did. <laughs> um, okay, so one of the next ones uh, is actually kind of weird. Uh, you guys ever played Joe and Mac? No. No, no, I haven't heard. I, I, I can't say I've heard of that, to be honest. Oh, man. Oh, okay. Oh, well, boy. basically, it's poor oh, boy. <laughs> it, it's, it's an action game for the uh, Super Nintendo. And okay. I think there was like an arcade version of it or something. I mean, Data East had a weird time with home versions and uh, and arcade versions and ports and stuff. I kind of can't always keep them straight off the top of my head. But basically, it was uh, a platformer about cavemen. Really cool game. Uh, and then Congo's Caper came out. And in America, it was just Congo's Caper. And we did have Joe and Mac, keep in mind. It did come to America. Uh, Congo's Caper comes out, and it's just called Congo's Caper, but in Japan it's called Joe and Mac 2 and with some like subtitle I forget, I looked it up before the show um, to make sure I was getting my years right and, and the order right, and yet it's supposed to be like a spiritual like partner to Joe and Mac but not really a sequel and then Joe and Mac got a sequel after that um Okay. <laughs> I, I, it's weird, right? Yeah, it's, it's like, it, felt, it sounds very roundabout. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. If I, if I, if I, it's a sequel, <laughs> but it's not a sequel. But it's, it, but we're gonna get a sequel. But it's, this isn't the sequel. It sounds like a sequel to the prequel. A prequel to the sequel, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The pre-sequel, if you will. So, it's, so, uh, so, uh, so what, it's, what, it's what I'm getting cool. at is, it's cool. between the buried and me writing the uh, Borderlands pre-sequel soundtrack. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty fire. Did not gonna lie. <laughs> now um, he's gone. <laughs> oh, oh me? Yeah, no. Fuck you. Fuck y'all. Uh, um, but yeah, like it's it it plays um, very similarly. Like it is an action platformer. Uh, you know, you hit cavemen with a club and stuff. You stun them, uh, and then like, you know, it, there, there's a. Let me think. I think there's princesses in trouble in both of them. It, you know, with Super Nintendo, it was a different time. Uh, um, and I don't know why they didn't time. just like what. <laughs> I was just gonna try to combine a Star Wars reference in there. Never mind me. <laughs> this isn't the prison. This isn't the pr the princess you're looking for. Yeah. It, or this is the castle you're looking for. Oh, oh. I mean, the one you're looking for wait a minute, wait. in her hair and has a coke nail. <laughs> oh, poor I Carrie. Love Carrie Fisher. I mean no, that me too. Always... Me too. She knew how to party. Um. <laughs> but uh, also, are, are we really just getting Nor like? The droids are in another castle. These are not the princesses you were looking for. People like, strangled by her own bra, drowned in moonlight. I remember. <laughs> uh, guys, I know it's slightly off topic, but uh, no, no, go for it. Pete, what's the name of that one Viking game that was like super hard? It was like one mini Viking, one big fat one. Asterix and and Lo Obelix. That game was fire. Oh shit, dude! For for comic strip characters, they had some good video games. I'm not even being funny, like hard as hell, but really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah like I, I heard of, I heard that I heard that there was a major comic series uh, with them, and there was also like like a whole bunch of like TV shows and movies uh, with them. And I and I've always wanted to try to check them out, but I never never got around to it. Yeah, no, I heard that. Um, I think it was one of the Game Boy Advance games that's supposed to be really good, actually. And it actually has examples of like 3D on the system, which is you know also really bizarre. Witchcraft. It must be. Birth. Yeah, yeah, it's witchcraft and <laughs> and wizardry. Must be Burfer's beliefs, of course. Um, but yeah, no, for for like you know Saturday morning comic book or, uh, or comic strip characters, they are they are actually pretty decent games. Yeah, no. Um, the game you were just talking about, the caveman, kind of remind me of that of those uh. Those guys. I can see that. I can see, it, but if they were in like 3D and you know Vikings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that, that actually reminds me. That actually, but that actually reminds me of another game for the for the Sega Genesis. Um, Chuck Rock. So, uh, yes. Yeah, Chuck Rock too. Chuck Son Rock. Chuck. I love that game. <laughs> I had that shit for the Sega CD because I was the only person in the fucking state who owned a Sega CD. <laughs> you like? I didn't know they were sold in America. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know. I didn't know they were sold. Yeah. At all. Okay, both of you. Eat shit. I love my Sega CD. Okay. Yeah, Sonic, Sonic CD. What else? Uh, Night Trap, Night Watcher, or whatever the one one. Um, Night Trap, game. The, that, the game I just shamelessly bought the HD remaster to. Yeah, what of it? Weirdo. <laughs> shots fired. Shots fired. Hey, I mean, it was my money to spend how I chose, and I chose to spend it weirdly. Uh, I do not blame you. Yeah, exactly. No, it's actually really funny. I was playing through it with um with a friend, and uh, we were we were, we were co-oping it. I, I had a walkthrough open, and that game, dude, when you know what you're doing, that game is, like, fucking impossible. <laughs> wait, wait, you know what you're doing? Yes. Yeah, like, I, okay, me and uh, my friend Pete, who I invited to the group, 
other Pete. Mm-hmm. Um, he was playing it on stream, and remember, we were on zero delay. I told you, my friend's streams are on Mixer. So we were right, like, ready to go, and I had timestamps on which cameras to switch to and everything. He still fucked up a couple things. I couldn't believe it. It's so hard. There's, like, you have to switch cameras and activate traps, like, sometimes, like, three in a row within a span of, like, four seconds. What are we talking about? Night Trap. Remember when me and Pete were oh like, Oh my god. We had a walkthrough and it was still yep. fucking impossible. <laughs> Dave is just, it's so like, it's like the epitome of nostalgia. Even if like you didn't play it as a kid, like it's, it's just... nostalgia. It's VHS, yeah. like PVM security camera monitors. Like, wait, did the nerd play this game? It sounds so familiar. The AVGN? He, uh, yeah. Well, he did a Sega CD series or episode yeah, did, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, he did a long time ago. I, I remember him talking about it. That, that's actually how I first heard of it. Yeah. Okay. The Sega CD had good games. I mean, it, look, I love it, but it was a flop in many ways. And I'm a half. Not... Well, yeah, wait, 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 just, wait. Wait, just one question. Good games, as in plural? <laughs> yeah, I, you, okay, no. Do you want me to go off on my fucking Sega CD tangent right now? Peace, face, some hot it. fire on you, dude. I'll, I'll do it. Well, I, no, we're like two or three games deep on this topic. Excuse me. And we didn't even get to get to Sonic CD, the one game that people actually know about, know about the existence of. Sonic CD has like the best intro song of all time. Sonic. Anyone. Anyone is welcome to step up and fight me on these, okay? <laughs> okay. Ready to okay. throw down. These are the ones I'm confident on. There's there's others that I remember playing, but I don't remember how good or bad they were, so I'll, I'll stick to the safe one. Fucking Afterburner 3. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Yeah, Brutal's okay, but it's, it's kind of <laughs> shit. Uh, Chuck Rock. Chuck Rock 2. Son of Chuck. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. Double Switch. Chuck Rock, the Chuck and Ink. <laughs> yes. Dungeon Explorer, Dungeon Master 2. I actually never Earthworm played Dungeon Gym Master. Special Edition. Oh, it's yeah. Earthworm Gym Special Edition. Uh, yeah, see. Do you remember this? Wait, is that the one with a submarine? Oh, level? God, I remember that level. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, that's dude. the first one. The submarine level. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, I, I, uh, I still have Echo the Dolphin. Echo oh, the Dolphin my God. 2. Yes. Okay. Tides of Time. Yeah. And granted, I know that some of these are remasters and that doesn't super count for anything. <laughs> But I'm more willing to look at remasters in this context than in a modern context because there's a huge difference between cartridge and CD. You know, so if they smooth things out and add some better audio and a couple extra stages, that could really make a huge difference. So I'm, I'm counting these in my favor here. Fight me on it. Uh, Eye of the Beholder, Eternal Champions. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Final Fight CD. Flashback. Get your boxing gloves. Uh, we have a fight on our hands. Dude, I'm, I'm not done. I'm not fucking done. Heart of the Alien. Hook. Hook was incredible. Um, let's see, let's see. Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. Fun. That was really good. Hmm. Uh, Kyle Flying Squadron. Fucking Lethal Enforcers 1 and 2. Lords of Thunder. The first two lunar RPGs. Um, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch make my video. You what? couldn't make your oh own Marky Mark video. <laughs> this was the epitome of digital entertainment, my friends. <laughs> this was the future. <laughs> it had a really good version of Mickey Mania. Uh, Might and Magic 3. Um, um, it had a, a pretty good version of NBA Jam. Uh, it had Panic. It had Pitfall. 
It had Popful Mail. It had Prince of Persia. Do I even need to fucking keep going? You're wrong. Sega CD is great. There's hmm. Prince of Persia on there? Yes. Yeah. It, was, oh. it had really good music, like like authentic sitar and everything. Like, All right, cool, cool. Hmm. The last Prince of Persia game I played was um, uh, the weird Sands of Time one. Sands of Time was amazing. I will, that I will fight you on. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's a very aggressive day. This is a confrontational episode. You're, yeah, right. you're a confr- confrontational episode. <laughs> next oh, next episode is going to be in a boxing episode. rink. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So basically, next episode is going to be the Uber Bowl episode. Yes. Did you hear about that? There's there's news about him. I don't want there to be news about him. I don't um, like him. It's kind of old news. Um, so for people to know, this is a dude who makes like the old, who made the old like um, very bad video game movies. Yeah. So, wait, wait, wait. I'd like to clarify. He makes bad video game movies literally just to just get grants from German the government. Movie maker, let's yeah, be clear. that's actually the reason. He gets sponsorships from the German government to make his movies. So sad. Yep. Um, Such a waste. 100%. We're government subsidizing Uwe Boll. I think we've lost as far as the state goes. Yep. Time to reset everything. Anyway, continue. I don't news want to live about on this, this planet anymore. Asshole. Oh, well, it's not really news. Um, but there, he actually box one of his critics he's like oh you really think i'm bad let's get into what? a fight yeah what yeah. wait 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 did he lose tell me no, he, he lost won. i think he won oh. yeah I, 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 I was boxing against people who had no idea what they were doing he was just I, taking this chance to literally beat up on his critics yeah shit? i want to i want to emphasize this doesn't prove anything that he won <laughs> but i just really wanted him to get his ass kicked oh, in this yeah. context I don't advocate, like, violence just because you don't like somebody, but when he's picking the fight... No, when you're asking for it... Yeah, like... like I do. Did you see Blood Rain? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that that's valid. That's really fucking valid. He turned House of the Dead into a teen party horror movie. I was like, gonna say, like, if, if somebody ever, like, steps up to the plate and makes a truly, like, good House of the Dead movie, right? I, will, sorry, I might I, actually I love... cry. I love the bad dialogue in the games, but you can't do it. You got, no. you got to, you got to fix it. Now, what we really need is a Typing of the Dead movie. Oh man, <laughs> the Dreamcast keyboards and like the Dreamcast yeah. backpacks. We Hell need yeah. the Master Hacker. The story from <laughs> the perspective of a scriptwriter under the gun from Uwe Bowl, and if he doesn't finish the, writing the movie in time, he has to box. <laughs> oh, I like this twist. Um, we need like the twenty. Wait, 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 let's, let's back that up. You first. Uh, I just I was going to say, we need a 24 uh, clock countdown sound in the background as he types. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 24-hour stream of him writing. <laughs> just sweating every like, yeah. few minutes, wiping it off his brow and going, oh my god, I'm going to I'm going to die, I'm going to die, I'm going to die, I'm going to die. I, I got lucky, man. I can't win again. <laughs> <laughs> game over, man. Game over. Oh, and if you lose, you actually have to play Punch-Out or something with Uwe Boll <laughs> taking Mike Tyson's place. Oh my god. Um, no, actually, my, my next example, though, of a uh, spiritual successor, I think it's one that you guys will actually have uh, played. Uh, <laughs> uh, now, uh, have you Sorry. guys played Mario RPG? Super Mario RPG? No. I'm, 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 I'm very disappointed into it to, to, confess, to report that I have not played it, but I do have the ROM of it somewhere, and I will eventually be playing it when I'm not playing Dark Souls or Bloodborne or Neo, which is eventually. Right. Um... As you know, I understand all of us eventually it'll happen you know, One day. someday. Uh, but uh, so I have played the game, I haven't beaten it, but I've you know played enough of it to know it's incredible. And I've done a few of the boss fights and stuff. 
And I got to say, Paper Mario is a worthy successor. The first one. Paper Mario Thousand Year Door, best in that franchise. I started but got distracted by Thousand Year Door. Um, Wait, is it a spiritual successor? Yes, yeah, so it's, it's a Mario RPG, yeah. Mario oh, RPG, okay. yeah. Mario it is, it's not a sequel, but directly, it is... But... It, it, it is the next Mario game that was an RPG with action mechanics uh, to break up the turn based, but not me, so to speak. I heard yeah. that um, South Park, the Fractured Butthole, was a really good RPG. It is... I played Stick of Truth, and it was really fun. The, I, I have one big complaint about uh, Stick of Truth, and it's that there's collectibles that you can miss and never go back for. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. For distracting other than that, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I haven't played the new one, The Fractured Butthole, but Stick of Truth was one of the best RPGs I've played in a while, and it's from Obsidian, so... And it honestly, must... like, if if South Park isn't your brand of humor, I totally understand. It's, you know... It's I don't edgy, even like South Park, whatever. but I had a great time with the RPG. Uh, you know what? You just were the glowing recommendation I was looking for. I was going to say, you don't have to like it. As, if, as long as it doesn't offend you so much, you can't, you know, handle it, which is fine. Uh, it's, it's worth playing just as a fucking RPG. <laughs> And you, I mean, you kind of hit the nail on the head there. <laughs> I will say this. There is a point where it becomes unbalanced as hell if you understand how to exploit the status effects. But every RPG It wasn't has necessarily very difficult, but I, I had a lot of fun with it. If you start stacking bleed in that game, then you're just going to auto win. Uh-huh. FYI. Yay, yeah, bleed. dude, you just, I you get... You, that was part of my skill set. It was perfect. Dude, you just get the, uh, the Caltrop uh weapon early on and you just start bleeding everything to death and it just hits you like i can do this for the whole game so you just <laughs> start getting weapons that have bleed yeah it's just it's that easy <laughs> but yeah uh so Paper mario was a very very good you okay if uh, i jump in there throw in a couple of my suggestions for yeah, i would love it if you did okay then only if they're amazing if not you'll be banned for banned for life <laughs> If the only first on my list was actually a game we were discussing before the show, Path of Exile. Okay. Was a huge oh, novel good, game good up, call. And... I'm starting that soon. And as far as Diablo 3 goes, it was underwhelming when it launched. They improved things with Reaper of Souls. They took a step back with Necromancer because we were just getting a returning old class instead of a major expansion for that. Right. So we got one good expansion that made up for the weak launch. And the game's not been doing well for me since. Path of Exile, mm. however, I don't think it's ever had a bad point for me. Like, I did not play it from the start, I'll admit that, but... Now, from from somebody like me who I enjoy the idea of action RPGs, no matter what. Like, I'm talking, like, um, anywhere from, like, a hack-and-slash-style one to a Diablo-style, like, very PC-based one. Um, I just like the idea of, you know action-based like real-time mechanics but the sense of progression and loot and feeling like you're doing something long term uh i hear that path of exile is so great because none of that stuff is locked behind a paywall it's free yeah, to play and 90 percent the the way i heard it described today in just a random steam review uh is that it's 90 percent cosmetic and 10 percent item storage limitations I'm um, not a big cosmetics guy. I think it's mostly just convenience from what I remember. It's like you're paying for extra storage slots, basically. Right. And how, how much can you get away with not doing that? I haven't played it. I've been playing it for years. I haven't spent a dime. That's incredible. Do you, That's ridiculous. I'm, I'm down to join you guys uh, in Path of Exile. Like, yeah. A while ago, no, it is really truly free it. to play. 
Um, cool. Maybe. Oh, we should stream that. Uh, us being idiots and learning Path of Exile. Hell yeah. yeah. And like have Chris. Because I don't know about you, Eric. I am not good at Diablo. I don't pretend to be good at Diablo. Oh, same here. I suck, dude. Yeah. I have a very good understanding of what makes an RPG an RPG. Of course, you know, I know fucking Loot. everything <laughs> about RPGs, but I'm not good at, like, the, the really micromanaging stuff in a lot of them, so. I'm well, just you're gonna good company then, because I am rusty as hell. I haven't played All right. Games. Awesome. We have a squad. <laughs> Wait, how big are the squads? Four people? Or... Um, yeah, Chris, I don't know. How many people can play in a party? I only played by myself. I don't know. Oh, man. <laughs> Forever alone. Wait, wait, wait. Can, can someone Google it? Um, yeah. No, because that, that would be a lot of fun. I would love that. Yeah, because I have a bunch of groups of friends who want to play, and, like, I was like, now's the time, so I forgot it was free to play, and I went on Steam. I'm like, all right, let me see if I can budget for this. Oh, free. Up to six players per group. Okay, That's cool. That's fantastic. Um, let's see. I have uh, another another weird one. Uh, we have uh, Ghouls and Ghosts. Are you all familiar with? That's oh, a successor? No, no. Well, there, there, it has a successor. Oh, oh wait, wait, wait. He's ghouls and Ghosts and then Super... Oh, wait. wait. You mean Ghosts and Goblins and then Ghouls and Ghosts and Super Ghouls and Ghosts? Those are sequels, yes. Oh, man. Now, do you know the spiritual successor? Um, Pokemon. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, no, I, I heard a theory. I can't I can't talk on it because I, uh, I've i never played Mother 3. But I hear theories, apparently, that Pokemon is a spiritual successor to Mother 3. What? And wow. I, I don't know if I like that comparison because I don't know much about Mother 3, but I know enough to know it doesn't really add up. Uh, but I could be wrong. But because I heard about that because apparently Gygas in, at the end of Mother 3 looks almost like Mewtwo. Like, very, very almost vaguely uh, okay. like Mewtwo. Mm. Well, in any event, I'll be playing Mother 3 at some point, so I'll I'll revisit that at a later date. But um, Maximo, Ghost to Glory, for I, PS2. I, I know that game. I haven't played it, but I've seen it in, at Games, GameSpot a lot back in the day, and I know exactly yep. what it is. I, I played I, it once or twice. It's a good game, though. It's basically a 3D hack-and-slash adventure game that is exactly themed like ghouls and ghosts except the main character maximo is different but when you get hit you lose your armor you're in your your polka dot undies the whole nine yards it's the only um, way to play yeah you you know the, the grim reaper is like a main antagonist and like he sends monsters at you and stuff it's very very like ghouls and ghosts but it, you know again i like the idea that you took ghouls and ghosts and instead of making it a really hard like uh, arcade platformer you made it you know a challenging um 3d adventure hack and slash you know and what it works a game i really liked that was a 3d hack and slash adventure game was uh castlevania curse of darkness C yeah curse of darkness i had a feeling you were gonna bring that up and yeah yeah that, that was the i remember pe people giving that game a whole bunch of crap at crap or calling castlevania castlevania is my favorite series of all time just uh, <laughs> nice. you out there no, no just throw that out there I, I hate Lords of Shadow. Same. They should be ashamed of themselves. It's a terrible series. Agreed. Okay, okay. Um, Devil's Advocate here. Uh, Lords of Shadow is not a terrible game if you're imagining it as God of War German mytho Mythology Edition. It was still pretty bad, though. Off, and it doesn't have sparkly vampires. That was all I needed at the time. <laughs> but um, anything related okay. to it, Mirror of Fate, they're, they're all bad. But I think that the other 3D games get a bad rap. Castlevania 64 is not very good. 
but it's not terrible either, in my opinion. It's just meh. That's its biggest mm. crime. Meh. And I think that the PS2 3D ones were actually pretty decent. Um, I, I just say Curse of Darkness was like 100% one of my favorites of all time. Yeah, I, I really liked the visuals in it. They were a little too dark, like in the fact that it was literally too hard to tell what was going on a little bit. But the art style was very, very nice. Yeah, I actually, oh. I actually borrowed, borrowed, borrowed Eric's copy of Lords of Shadow. Enough of Lords of Shadow. Uh, Curse of Darkness. I'm very sorry for confusing them. <laughs> but, uh, Curse of <laughs> it's okay. I'm I, not offended. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Because I, yeah, because I, I borrowed it a while back, and it actually, it actually did end up having a lot of fun with it. And I, and mm. I, I never understood why, why so many people consider it to be not, not so good. Um, quick I think question. Because it doesn't have the same emphasis on platforming. Like as far as Lords of Shadow go, it's Lords of Shadow is to Castlevania what DMC was to the Devil May Cry franchise. Yeah, that's the way I can put it. Except, except there aren't any any edgelord fuck you the devil killer jokes. But what what was the quick question? Oh, quick question. Um, you so you remember the pumpkin familiar in uh, Curse of Darkness? Not Curse of Darkness. Yeah, Curse of Darkness. No, I didn't get that far actually. Oh, okay. But go on. Oh, there was like this pumpkin familiar that was completely useless that I could Whoa. never forget figure out what he could do. He was like. He was like a little kid walking around with a pumpkin head, and he would like instead of fighting, he would trip on his own feet. And I felt like like if you fed him enough food, he would like evolve into something really amazing. But... It could be a joke. It could be an Easter egg. Castlevania has its own uh, little neat little share of Easter eggs for sure. Yeah, to be honest, I, I'm, um, I feel like if you maxed out that familiar, that he would end up being the strongest one in the game. Yeah, I was thinking probably too. something like that. Like. Like when you get parts for a junk sword in a game and it's like, oh, look, I fixed it. Oh, wait, I'm it's killing God. everything. <laughs> yeah. Excalibur. Um, Which I, just sorry, yeah, I forgot what I was going to say. Never mind. I have those moments all the time. While we're in spinning distance of Castlevania, one of the things I'm on my list, it's bottom of my list because it's not out yet, but proposed. Bloodstained Ritual of Night. Oh, so excited. Yeah. My man. I uh, can't get excited for it after Mighty Number no. Nine. I was looking forward to Mega Man even more, but I want well, to be good. I want I, to believe. I, I love Mega Man. I love Castlevania more. So I, I that was this is the last test of me throwing my money at a franchise. <laughs> yeah, don't go breaking successor. my heart. Yeah, but I trust Ego way more than I trust um. What dude? Uh, fucking uh, Inafune. And i i just i people i know have played builds of it and it's really good and i just want it to be good when when's the the date uh when is it supposed to come out it got pushed back a little further which is fine i don't think it's coming out spring next year okay Uh, last i heard it was coming out in march but it probably got pushed back a little uh yeah march 2018 march 18. okay i can wait fine by me as long as it's fucking good Guys, I have to say, when uh, Monster Hunters comes out, you're not going to hear from me for a while. No, no, you're, I, I'm going to hear from you because I'm going to be sucked into it with you. Oh, okay. I'm just saying that's the only way you can communicate with me is uh, through <laughs> is the game. hunting monsters with you? Yeah. I'm going to become, I'm going to turn very tribal and start grunting. We're like, oh, dragon! We must hunt. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, man, you got to go outside. It's been, it's, been, it's, been, it's been three months, man. No. The world I must calls me. Wrath of Lewis more for my armor. Goddamn red dragons! <laughs> no, I'm really excited for that. We should we should definitely stream uh, Monster Hunter. I will for you guys getting it on PC. PC, PC man. 
I pre-ordered for PS4. No! Dude, it's okay. Keep all your collector's edition shit and then just sell the disc. Yeah. Oh, Chris, did you see the thing I sent you? Thing you sent me. Uh, it was um, it was a skin for uh, uh, the zero was it Zero Horizon skin for Monster Hunter? Oh, I Oops. have to look at that. It looks so good. Your cat is now a robot. Hmm. I was a big fan of it. Um. By the way, guys, how long has this been going on for? I have not been keeping track. I didn't have a timer run. Uh, it's I been like we... an hour and a half. Yeah, oh, we're just about ready to wrap up. All um, right, cool. It's it's been hour fifteen, so if we want to do the the wrap ups now. Let's do it. Okay, guys. Um, Pete, you start off with since you are our guest today. Yeah, well, well, well. Well, that's enough time today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, I'm disappointed that we weren't able to talk about how Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen is the greatest movie of all time, but hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully next time. <laughs> One of these days, I'm going to commit to the joke and just leave. <laughs> you know what? Well, okay. R.I.P. Rip. So, uh, Chris, do you have anything you want to say? Uh, loading. Loading, loading. loading. I'm sorry, I don't have an interactive demo to go with that. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I, I, I think I accidentally broke the stream. Thanks, Gus. <laughs> I guess in short, the things that are worth waiting for are not going to make you wait. Like, okay, I, know, I can't just leave on an inspirational note. I have to have a bad joke. Uh, Come back to me. Okay, uh, uh, Taylor. <laughs> um, um, best loading screens. My this is just my general overall final opinion. It came from the PS One era, and I don't think anything will probably ever change that. I'm a little bit stuck in my opinion on that. Also, need better horror movies. Need more better what? Horror movies. Oh, 100%. Like, true horror, not just like the same reused stuff over and over again. I agreed. Um, my final point, we need more cha uh, cheesy kung fu movies. <laughs> um, we need... Uh, we need 4D interactive uh, loading screens, and um, I guess that's it. Okay. Okay. Now for my actual final thoughts. Um, yes, we yes we need more more, more pylons. Yeah, more more pylons, and we need more mystery movies that make you want to bust out the the thinking emoji more often. And and um, best loading screens are is. is Probably Okami. Probably mostly because I didn't really think too much about what my actual <laughs> one is. So I'm just gonna go go along with the flow because I I'm very bad at having my own own opinions. Okay, uh, Chris, did you come up with something cheesy? Uh, I guess my closing notes are: I want action movies like they were in the '80s. I want sci-fi movies with low action. We only have so many ex machinas, and I guess my Deus ex machina will be that I will probably cough and sneeze myself into a collapse and try to wake myself up for next week well that was a great that's a great way to end uh the stream then um thank you guys for listening slash watching if you're watching the stream and um see you next week